I told him, like, you know, if 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 I've come this far to to break my way out of jail, I'm not gonna let one dick, you know, stop me. So I said, you know, pull it out and let's get this over with. I'm not gonna let one dick stop stop me. The Chris Brady story. <laughs> <laughs> so now, you know, so you know, long story short, or I guess you know, short story long. Nice. I uh, I suck that dick, and here I am. Hey, you know, you got to do what you got to do. I know, right. Well, I didn't want to miss the podcast this week. I, and I do appreciate I fe- that. I, I felt bad leaving you in the lurch. What did you even do last week? Um, well, actually, you know, uh, you, you know Matt, our friend Matt, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, he he's, uh, he Matt? actually came over and we talked about uh, Jurassic Park 2. I actually don't know who Matt is. I was being... Oh, uh, Matthew Gabel. Oh. You know, from Best Buy. We work together. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was, no, he's our DM when we play Dungeons and Dragons. Not ringing a bell, no. Okay. Oh. Well. Uh, anyway, like, I'm really glad you got out. Uh, I mean, especially it seems like you went through a lot, but it's something you haven't done before, right? Oh no! Yeah. Listen, come on, please. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Right. It's... I, I've broken out of countless jails and sucked countless. <laughs> jails. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I'm glad that you you got out of there. So, so did you did you actually get it? The real? Yeah. Uh, well, unfortunately, uh, I have it right here. What? Are you ready? The fucking, the fucking uh, master cut of Godfather Part Two, Coppola's masterpiece. I am so excited for this. <laughs> I'm just looking at the waveform. Oh my god, that looks horrible. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be really fun to it's listen to. Devastating. Uh, and, and so, so that's a good that's a good place to start. Yeah, right. Hey, everybody, didn't see you there. Uh, Chris is back. Yes, uh, he made it out of out of jail with Copel's masterpiece. Uh, I'm Dan Cernowski, once again joined by my co-host hello, Chris hello. Brady. Uh, this is Equalize This episode 15. Yeah, you believe that? We're already like we're 15 deep. 15 deep. The, the Chris Brady story. story. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man, it's, this, this has been a, a lot of fun. I hope everyone's ha- been having fun listening to it. Yes. Uh, shout out to the one person listening from Hong Kong. Is there really somebody listening from Hong Kong? Yeah. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> I was awesome. looking at the analytics and there's one person from Hong Kong listening. Awesome. So shout out to you. I appreciate it. That's a, like, okay, like, <laughs> when you look at the dude cast analytics, like, yeah. like people who you're listening who don't know, I, I do another podcast. Dan's been on uh, many, many times as a guest uh, called the Three Dude Cast. And we have, like, for a while, we had uh, pretty consistent listenership in New Zealand and Canada. And Australia. We had someone in Australia, <laughs> too. Um, but, yeah, we had, like, we had like uh, pretty consistent New Zealand and Canada listenership, which is really, really weird. Yeah. That they're just, like, you know, someone out there in New Zealand is out there. Like, hey, man, that's, that's oh, the beauty yeah. of the internet is, like, you know, you can just people can just find stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm glad that you. If, uh, hopefully, you're still listening. It's one of the fluke thing. And I hope you keep enjoying this. So, shout out to you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is. Uh, we're back for another week, and uh, it looks like we can finally. I mean, I have it. Right we here. have the film reel, like the legitimate. Yeah, the real. Like right here. The, it's real for real. Oh shit! What's up? I don't have a reel to reel player to play that. Oh damn! I don't either. 
is what I would say if I didn't bring this real to real play. Whoa! You, fucking, you think you think I would leave you people in the lurch? Yeah, actually, I do think because he did that last week too. I did. I yeah, kind of did. Right. Well, it wasn't my fault. I was trying to get this. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I mean, and I got it. You, so. you, you did get it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sweet man. All right. Uh, well, hang on. We're gonna we're gonna go set this up. Or we're gonna, gonna like, this up. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna go watch this. Uh, I guess real quick. Um, I I didn't expect him to actually get it, so I I was totally unprepared. I guess we're actually talking about Godfather Part Three this week. Yeah. You guys believe uh, it? I, I, I don't believe it. So hang hang on. Uh, we're going to go do that, and we'll be right back. Sure. Uh, well, um... Hmm. Uh, you you kind of feel like you need to bleach your eyeballs? Um, and my butthole. Yeah, God. Uh, okay, guys, we're really sorry about this, but... Uh, yeah, we're not going to talk about Godfather Part 2 this week. No, we're not. Um, um, we're definitely not going to talk about the, the reel of Marlon Brando throwing bananas naked at Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah. Um, it's just awful. I mean, Ugh. I was kind of impressed with his technique, though. Oh no! Oh no! He's obviously a great ba- banana thrower. It, like weirdly good at it, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That, that's exactly why uh, he got picked for Apocalypse Now. I, it makes sense specifically because he's good at chucking bananas. Yeah, the nudity is just like an aside, right? But you know, uh we can't. We, I mean, we can't talk about that. I, I would like to not to talk about it. Yeah, yeah I don't even think it's a sequel. Right. Uh, at least I hope not. <laughs> True. <laughs> if it is a sequel to what? And please never let me see it. Yeah. Oh um, God. Huh. Uh. What? I guess. What do you want to talk about? Because like. Oh, you know what? I. You didn't happen to watch ahead for next week, did you? Did you um, watch U.S. Marshals? Actually, I did watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did you? I did. Yeah. Okay. I watched it in the uh, in the car on the way back. Oh, that sounds really yeah. safe. Yeah, it was. It was not. <laughs> <laughs> I um, but uh, you know, I I lifted a car, uh, you know, in California, and how heavy was it? Uh, <laughs> uh, the only weight that went along with it was the weight of the murder that I committed stealing it. Hey, what? What? <laughs> uh, so you watched it, right? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I, uh, All right. Well, hey, so I guess we'll, we'll, we'll table. Uh, I'm gonna try not to even again. think about that anymore. Like that's that was like a yeah. really weird. Uh, yeah, we'll table the Godfather Part Two thing again. I'm um, sorry, everybody. Um, and and uh, I guess we'll just uh, you know this, this we'll talk about U.S. Marshals. Sure. Um, so yeah, this is a movie that I've seen probably a half dozen times okay see this is the movie that i have seen once before this. oh really okay because yeah. this this is like the <laughs> the classic like tnt yep. uh like weekday afternoon like there's just yep. a random movie on and this is one of the ones they show all the time yes and so i've probably watched it on cable like a dozen a times bunch. yeah 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 usually it came on after its uh predecessor which was the fugitive right which is why this movie qualifies as a sequel, sequel. right right <laughs> uh which itself is a uh like a an offshoot of a 1960s uh crime drama tv show that ran for Correct. four seasons yeah and it, i i looked i had to look this up and i had to verify that this was actually correct because this is what it says on wikipedia and it's true um it it dropped off in the third and fourth season uh like viewership but it still currently holds the third 
highest uh, TV household rating for its series finale. It's two. No shit. Seventy six percent of households tuned in for the last two episodes. Damn, that's like really impressive. Yeah. So still, like the the finale to the fugitive is considered to be. Like, oh, I, I didn't. I never knew that. That's one really of those classic. Like who shot Jr. and on Dallas? It's like one of those classic. Pieces right. Of like television. the you know the Nash finale. Right. Or did they say Nash Mash Mash yeah. Mash finale? Uh, that's like the that, that's like still number one, right? Yeah, yeah I believe so. Yeah, because everybody loved Mash. Mash yeah, is still good. Yeah. That's a good show. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, uh, you know, this was uh, and it's actually written by the the same guy who, if I did my research correctly, uh, wrote the the screenplay for the first movie and uh, created the TV series. Oh no, shit. Okay, that's so, that's that's really interesting. So if you're looking for legitimacy, this dude is the guy to bring it to you. He actually like yeah, for sure. They didn't they didn't you know shop out the uh, the script to somebody else. This came from the source. So. Cool. Well, I, hey, I mean, again, like I, I watched this movie a bunch, and it wasn't just because it was on TV. Yeah. I like genuinely like this. Movie. Yeah, I do too. It's, um, it's a good spoiler alert if you're you know watching this and you wonder how we feel about it. It's, uh, I think it's a good flick. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the Fugitive is like the Fugitive is, is definitely better. Oh yeah, um, the Fugitive is an incredible movie that still holds up. Yeah, it's still very, very, very good. Yeah, um, yeah, and you could release that tomorrow, exactly beat for beat, and people would still be excited about it. It's yeah, a genuine. It's a really film. well done, like well paced crime thriller. Yeah, uh, Harrison Ford is phenomenal in it. Yes, probably so, one of his best movies. Yeah, I agree. I yeah, agree. Tommy uh, Lee Jones is incredible in it too. So he, he was either nominated or won an Oscar for it. Yeah, Deputy Sam Gerard. Like, <laughs> he's yeah, uh, it's a it's a role that's perfect for. Tommy Lee Jones, which yeah. is you know probably why they they focus this movie around him. Yeah. Um. So you know the U.S. Marshals in this movie, the titular U.S. Marshals, yeah. is the uh, the team of um you know police officers. I guess they're like a special like you know they're U.S. Marshals. It's a different division of law enforcement. Right. Uh. That were like specifically tasked with hunting down fugitives. Yeah. Um. And you know. Uh, Sam Gerard is is the the the, the lead of the operation. Right. Um, and he's kind of like the central character of you know this movie, right? Um, it's basically the entire team from The Fugitive because he has yeah. the same team in the in the original movie, yeah. Uh, including, and I, I I'm kicking myself because I didn't look up his name. The guy who uh, uh, the redhead fellow with the glasses he played uh, 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 Cipher in the yeah, Matrix. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he also uh, for several seasons of The Sopranos played Ralph Cifaretto brilliantly. Oh, he's great. I like yeah. him a lot. He's and, very and good in these movies. He's great. I, I, he's just. I feel like he plays himself a lot. Yes, uh, which he is does. fine. Yep. Like he, he just. It's that like wise ass. Yep. Like sarcastic. Cocksure. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's kind of like more concerned with himself it's at points but it's still like i don't know i, I really it's, like it's to varying degrees depending on what role he's cast in of course yeah yeah uh but he's he's great in this as well oh, yeah. um and, and like yeah it's again this is nowhere near as good as a fugitive no. but it's just a really solid solid movie and it, we, we were talking about this before we uh you know started like recording and they just really don't make movies like this anymore. No, I, I was I was trying to think of some examples of some of the, and it's that it's that slice in time between like I would say 1989 and 1999. Yeah, it's like that decade of movie making. So we got stuff like uh, 
clear and present danger. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh, enemy of the state, stuff right. like that, where it was those kind of, you know, uh, popcorn munchy, uh, you know, but still decent story action movies where, where you know, like the, the market was full of these kind of things. Yeah. Just like it, most of them were like more thriller-esque, yeah. uh, you know, where it was, is, you know, the action was pretty grounded and realistic for the most part. Right. Um, you know, it, I, it's just heat is a real yeah, example yeah. of a really good one. Heat right. is a great. And the, yeah, you got like most of these movies have like a high profile actor in them as well. Yes. You yeah. know, we can be talking about Harrison Ford. You know, Heat obviously with you know uh, Pacino, Pacino, and, and De, Niro. De Niro. Yeah, um, and and all and a lot of that stuff. Uh, you know, was was Enemy of the State? Was that Denzel Washington? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got like these really big names to do A-listers. do these. Yeah, that's how move. I think that's how the movie scape was back then. Is he was like, okay, well, we got this action script. We need to get a star to sell it. Basically, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm not really sure. I I, I want it like it's almost like you mentioned 1999. I think yeah. that what what kind of set that off was the Matrix, which yeah, also came out in 1999. And like that kind of turned the big budget action movie away from like the gritty, grounded, realistic film to the you know more over the top like sci-fi stuff. Which is like I still like those movies. Don't get me wrong. And I'm sure some people will will talk about the Matrix sequel. Oh yeah, absolutely. We have to. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's it's really yeah like. It's funny that you mentioned that because I hadn't really thought of it that way. It's like, yeah, they just don't make movies they like don't, this anymore. They don't make movies like the last one that I can remember them making, like the last big one, um, you know, in that vein. It was what it would have been oh four oh five. That's actually one of my one of my favorite movies ever. Is Training Day. Training Day. Yeah, I was gonna say like. You know, Man on Fire was Man another fire. one that would yep. be similar to that. Mm-hmm. Again, Denzel Washington again. Yep. It seems like Denzel's the only guy who's like, hey, can we keep making these type yep. of movies? Because um, I, I think it's also like shifted away too. Because like, I think, you know, when Taken came out, yep. that was another one that, yeah. you know, it's it's a lot different than this. Because in this one, like the main character, he's not like physically capable. Right. Uh, he is, he's a very smart, intelligent, you know, really good at like finding like finding the fine details and he's just really good at his job yeah um but when you have like again like the matrix is a great example of this is the main character is you know he, i know kung fu I know you know kung it's fu, it's yeah. a different type of action hero right the guy who can like beat up anybody in the room again like taken another movie that's, that's like you know the guy can beat up anybody in the room mm-hmm. it's a very particular set of skills right um where in, in these ones, like the main characters, I mean, you mentioned like clear and present danger as, as they're well. People. They're just yeah, people. They're just guys who are like really good at their job and they right. just happen to be in these insane situations. Yes. Um, and it's just a totally different way of, of making a movie. Mm. And now like you, like every action hero is, and, and again, like there were, it, it's, it's probably a, resp- a direct response to those eighties action movies too, right. where you had like, uh, Rambo and you know we talked about Terminator and like all these like right. the, the um, Predator and like all these right. these like big buff exactly guys right right just killing the shit out of everybody yeah so it'll be interesting I don't know if we'll see like a resurgence in this, in this type of movie anytime soon I hope so because I really like these kinds yeah of yeah they're just they're like they're good like they're fun yeah. um and and like this one is 
is pretty much like you, you you we talked about it last night when we were just like texting back and forth like this one it's pretty much relentless all the way through yeah, yeah there's um, no pause in this movie it's like foot on the gas from the beginning basically yeah yeah and, and there's like good action scenes like yes. all throughout um it's funny so when when i uh last night i went to just just to buy it from google play when you when you search for a movie on Google Play, it'll show the Rotten Tomato score, mm. and I was stunned at the score on this movie. Yeah. Considering how much I enjoy this movie over the years, yeah, I kind of figured this was like a relatively like well liked movie, mm-hmm. but it had a twenty two percent. That is insane. on Rotten Tomatoes. Now I looked into this because like Rotten Tomatoes, it's an it's an aggregate you know website. Sure. It, it's not always accurate to like how good the actual well, actual of movie course is. Not. Um, and I was looking at the reviews, and a lot of them. You know, we're, we're comparing it to the original, like the to the fugitive. Obviously, yeah. I was like, okay, so I could see why. You know, if you if you saw this one after the fugitive, how you would think like, okay, this is definitely not, um, you know, holds up to the original. Which again, I I don't think it necessarily of does course, either. Nobody does. Um, nobody does. <laughs> but it's it's certainly not a bad. movie. It's not a bad movie. A lot of them were ripping it for being like a derivative action movie. Which is kind of feeds into what we're what we're just sure. talking about. That there were a lot of movies like this at the time, mm-hmm. but I would argue that there, there's a lot of, in, in my opinion, because I was when rewatching it, I, I hadn't seen it for a couple of years, but rewatching it, there were a lot of scenes that like stuck out to me that I remembered. Yeah. Um, <laughs> even just the opening, yeah. when you have <laughs> Sam Gerard in the chicken suit. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. And then like you know you get the uh, the plane crash and like. There's so many scenes in this Wesley movie. Wesley Snipes swinging across the oh yeah yeah the train. What, what, yeah. One thing that always like that I, that always stood out to me about this movie is when he's just like sitting cross-legged on the train yeah. on top of the train. It's so like, cool. It's just really cool. It's um, cool. And it's just like yeah, but like the stuff that's there is just really good. It's good. Yeah, it's right. just really good. It's okay. And and the thing is like you you don't get to call one thing derivative and then not judge anything else based on that like the most popular things that are out now when you go see a movie in the theater when (laughs) when you get to do that again yeah are like big budget comic book movies oh yeah that's what you get to see right now i'd be remiss if i didn't bring up that those movies are like insanely derivative yeah it's something that the marvel movies especially yeah um, had kind of, kind of, and that's a big criticism that's laid against those. Yeah, I remember when Doctor Strange came out, it was like, oh, this is just Iron Man, but with magic. Yeah, and it, it definitely, and that's, that's like, it's a fair criticism against that movie yeah. for sure. Um, but like, they they got a little bit better at breaking from that formula as well. I mean, mm. like Black Panther, for example, is yeah. is probably one of the more unique uh, takes on the uh, like the origin story of a comic book character in a movie that I've seen. So they've definitely gotten better at that. Sure. But yeah, they are definitely, (laughs) they're definitely derivative. Does that make them bad movies? No. No, Yeah. Right. I don't think so at all. It it is funny to see again, like it's probably just a shift in, cause this came out in 1998, I think. Um, So five years after the original. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's just like a shift in like how people think about that sort of thing. Um, and, And also to like, I feel like it, maybe if it came out a little bit earlier in the decade, then you might not have had that that blowback for that type of criticism. Yeah. Because again, like by this point, there were a lot of other movies that you know probably did this better. But honestly, I don't I don't know why this one has always like I've always remembered this movie. Yeah. Um, and I I don't know what it is about it. Maybe just because I saw it on cable a lot. 
But I just, yeah, I just you always like, like this yeah. movie. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. no, it, I, I like it too. I think, it, like you said, it was like it's one of those like TBS Turner Network kind yeah. of like yeah all day action movie block things where they would put shit on when you were a kid and you'd just you know sit there and watch movies all day. Yeah, it was great. Um, um, but it, yeah, it, so like basically again, like you said, like Sam Gerard, he's he's the head of this U.S. Marshals Task Force about yep. you know finding fugitives, um, and and just like uh, the, the the first one, um, you get a guy who's kind of set up from the beginning. Right. Um, what I do like what this movie does, I think maybe a little bit better than the original, is you're you're questioning for most of the movie, yes, whether or not the fugitive is uh, guilty or not. Correct. Um, which is really good. Which is, I think they do that pretty well. The only, the only problem is that, like, once you find out who the villain actually is, it's it's handled kind of sloppily. Yeah, it's a little late. Yeah, um, but not only it's it's like late is fine. It's just like the way they reveal it. It's kind of it. It feels like it kind of comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Um. And then yeah, so we'll, we'll, I guess we'll we'll talk about that. A we'll little get bit. there. I, yeah. I, I think I'm willing to forgive that twist because they they try to set up a little earlier that it's. The guy, like the 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 upper guy, do you know what I mean? Right, right. Like they try and set that up, so I'm willing to forgive that a little bit more. Um, you know what? They fucking watch the movie if they're listening to this shit. Yeah, <laughs> they, Robert Downey Jr. is the bad guy. They they set it up like you, you know where where he gets assigned to this thing, you know, uh, as a as an add on from the from the. Uh, I was going to say from the federales, but that's not right. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cause the, uh, so, so like the, the guy that is, is the fugitive, you know, he's related to this um, murder of these federal agents and it's like highly classified. So like the, the guys who were in charge, they wanted to have somebody on the inside to like um, kind of scared. keep an, keep an eye on uh, right. the investigation and see how it was going. So they bring in, uh, you know, I can't even remember the guy's name, but, the character's name Robert Downey Jr. It's Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, and, and shout out! I, I said this to you when you were watching. Last <laughs> yeah. Shout out to coked out Robert Downey Jr. in this movie. Yeah, he's very obviously fucked up. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. This is young, this. you know, Robert Downey Jr. And and like, I think Robert Downey Jr. is perfect for this role too. Oh yeah, it's just that, that like smarmy, sarcastic. Yeah. Um, you know, like arrogant. Uh, he's perfect for it. Like yeah. he really is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's he high on cocaine, <laughs> high on cocaine. You know, cocksure. Yeah, just, just exactly exactly who you want in this one. But uh, yeah, he's he's actually really good in it. Um, and yeah, he he's the bad guy. But when he when he you get that reveal when he shoots the the one agent. Yeah. Um, it, it just feels like it kind of kind of comes out of nowhere. Yeah, it's very very like. Which they're trying to—they're trying to shock you. They're trying to be like, yeah. "Oh shit!" Right. And I did have that moment. Like, I, I like I said, I'm will. It's fine for me. Like, I'm willing to forgive it. Um, you know, I think my biggest complaint is that it happened so so. It's okay if it's late, but it felt a little too late to me. I like it was like one scene sooner. Yeah, and they kind of you know imply the. You know how how they're how he's connected with a fugitive earlier right. when like he's getting chased through um, the swamp. Yeah, um, which is just like that's a really that's a really fun scene as well. Yes, because um, it kind of you kind of get the impression that Robert Downey Jr.'s character knew this fugitive. You know, right. but from before, um, turns out he was a 
former Marine who is like basically hired by, is it, is it the FBI or is it the CIA? I can't remember. Uh, or is it just, is it, sure. is it a little bit, it's, it's a little bit like <laughs> it's foggy. It's, yeah. it's like NSA, FBI, something NSA probably. It's probably NSA. Yeah. yeah. But they, they hire him basically to be um, like an undercover agent to like, um, you know, find out secrets from other foreign governments and stuff like that and be like yeah. a liaison for that sort of thing. Um, but you know, he, he finds out like he, he, he goes there to do a job and he is like, it goes South. So he has to like kill some people in self-defense, but then they like basically like set him up to, to be, the, to be the fall guy, to be the fall guy. Yeah. 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 Um, and because he's, he's very capable, uh, he's able to, <laughs> I was wondering, I, I want you to know, I was listening. I was, I was on vacation, uh, last week. So, uh, in a penitentiary, I was on vacation <laughs> in a penitentiary last week. Um, yeah, good job. Way to keep the illusion up. <laughs> um, no, I was listening to the podcast. Uh, I was waiting for you guys to say capable. I was like, oh, I dropped it in there. I don't know. I, you know, I, I, know. Yeah. I heard. Yeah, yeah I, I, I was like, I like gave Matt like a really dumb look, like uh, I knew it as even, but he's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. I, I think. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, he's he's very because he's very capable. He's able to like get out of that situation. Yeah. Uh, and kind of like this is a movie full of capability. It honestly is. Everybody yeah. in this movie is insanely capable. And I think that's that's one of the reasons why it works so well. Yeah. Is because like each of these characters, like everybody's good at their job. Yeah, yeah. It's it's and pitting them all against each other really creates this very interesting dynamic, um, and yeah. it really like serves the the, the story really well. Yes. Uh, and and kind of like always keeps you on your toes. Yeah. Uh, which is exactly what you need for this type of movie. I agree. Yeah. Uh, which is you know, why I think it it works so well. Um, but yeah, he's he's the fall guy for this crime, uh, and so you like you have a scene you know where they're like chasing him through the swamp, mm-hmm. and Robert Downey Jr.'s character like he, he basically says something to him about how he you know he he's not going to get away. Right. And uh, he you know the the fugitive like basically is like he he I, I think I think he recognized him or something like that about it and uh like because because i guess the robert downey jr's character obviously knew this guy was set up right um so yeah uh, but it's yeah it, it's it's just you know a, a, they kind of like drip feed you this information throughout the movie yeah and it kind of does a good job of, of doing that throughout it so you never really know the you whole know who, story. the whole story until you know that's fully revealed which, right again it's just a it's it's a, it's just good I, I think it's good filmmaking. You yeah, know? I agree. That's something that today would be like fucking spoon fed to you. Like, yeah. they, you know what I mean? Like they, they would just, they would make it so easy to guess the twist. Um, that's, I, I think maybe that's why I'm okay with it the way it is, because it just, I'm so used to the bullshit now where it's like, uh, uh, is it going to be, have this? you is seen this? mission impossible fallout? No. Okay. Uh, the twist in that movie is so fucking obvious from the beginning yeah. that it's embarrassing that they even call it a twist. Yeah. If you've seen the trailer, you will probably guess the twist in that movie. Gotcha. And it's it's a similar thing where like you know one of the agents that is assigned to the team by somebody else is actually the bad guy, uh-huh. and the whole time he's trying to undermine them. But like it's so obvious in that movie. Yeah. And like Mission Impossible Fallout is one of the movies that is was so highly regarded when it came out. And you know we might talk about it at some point. Yeah, it, but I don't think I've seen anything after MI two. So. Oh man, okay. So we're at some point we're definitely going to talk about uh, 
we should definitely talk at some point talk about the Mission Impossible movies. Okay. Because three and four are outstanding. Just like really, really awesome. And I think five is really solid too. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, it is, it's like the Mission Impossible Fallout was one of the movies that was like so highly regarded when it came out. And I saw it and I was just like, eh. Mm. It's it's possible just because like the the twist was so ham fisted from the yeah, beginning. Yeah, that there's nothing that fucking ruins my movie going experience more than a bad twist. Yeah, uh, especially like when it's you know when I twist my back. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because then my back hurts. It's really hard for me baby. to enjoy the movie. Uh, anyway, Let's but yeah, I, 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 that's a good example of like you know yeah. how things were done then, and then now it's just like obviously uh, the guy uh, who like looks really mean and has a mustache is the the evil guy, right? Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it, I think they could do a good job of that. Um, and they also do a good job of making the fugitive character very sympathetic as well. Yeah, um, he's played by Wesley Snipes, and I I think I remembered his performance differently than like seeing it again yeah he's he's solid in it like he's oh, yeah for like sure. he's not bad at all like no. was he snipes not the greatest actor no um well this is like peak snipes yeah this is like <laughs> the west of sniping <laughs> this is like this is like wesley snipes like i was snipiest this is what this is post blade yeah like yeah blade it would have been 97. like right at, right around there yeah. yeah um oh man we gotta talk about blade at some point too yeah um yeah, this was like peak Snipes for the time. Like he was a hot commodity when this movie came out. Yeah, and he he was just he's just solid. Yeah, he's solid. Yeah, like I agree. I don't think he's like. A, a, Shout a, out to that wiki where is the like yeah, halfway point I of the know, movie. Right? He looks like uh, <laughs> if you want to you want to get a good idea of like if you if you haven't watched the movie yet, if you want to see what he looks like, watch uh, Tyler the Creator's video for Earthquake. It's the <laughs> oh, same yeah. like that. Oh my god, you're right. That's so funny. <laughs> like silk in the hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's so okay, funny. I can't not see it anymore. That's amazing. <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, uh, yeah, no, he d- he did he did fine. He did a fine job with the material that he was given. Well, it um, also like it, it, I think it was important to have a, an actor like him in the role because yeah. he's you know very he's a very physical actor. Yeah, um, especially because like again, this is like peak Wesley Snipes. Dude was in shape. Oh yeah, for this and like it really benefited him in this role because he did playing mm. an ex marine. You know, being this this type of you know very capable yeah. uh, person, uh, they, it would make a lot of sense for him to be you know like that. Well, it's a very understated performance. He's he's definitely the the Yang Yen. Uh, fuck, I'm an idiot. Let's try that again. He's definitely the Yang the uh, Tommy Lee Jones's Yin here. Yeah, um, he's definitely the Ying to the Yang. He's the Yao to his Ming. He's the general to his so's yeah he's the kung to his pal uh, <laughs> no but yeah it's it's but i like that you know not only is he like uh you know very physically fit but he's also very intelligent as well yeah um he's able to keep like one step ahead of the u.s marshals the whole time yeah. and you know everybody's chasing him so like it, it, it's it's a little bit different than um you know Roger Kimball and and the Fugitive, but it's it's I think it's a good way to like kind of change that up a little bit. Yeah, and, and again they do a really good job of, of kind of making you question if he's the whole way. Yeah, if he's actually the bad guy or not. Yep. Um, which is again just really well done. And I, I, 
Cause mostly because he just kind of plays his performance pretty even. Yeah, he, he's, he's level through the whole thing. He, he Like, anytime he does something that could be considered, you know, bad, his motivations are clear. Mm. And he's not, like, he's not doing it in, like, a haphazard way. He's just, he's very calculated in how he, he goes about doing yeah. everything he's doing. Which is good, because he's maybe, like, uh, in, a, in a movie filled with big personalities, um, he's maybe the only, like, real even-keeled guy through the whole thing. Yeah, like the entire Marshall team, they're kind of like, you know, uh, I, I guess it's sort of like, uh, you know, aliens-esque where they, it's the wise yeah, packet, you yeah. know what I mean? But this is like an example of how to do it right. <laughs> right. It feels um, very natural. It, it and, does. And I, I, obviously, I think it helps that this was the same uh, group from the first movie. Yes. Um, having I, that, that um, you know, uh, rapport with everybody right it felt very natural the way yeah. they're like you know busting each other's at busting each other's chops and yeah and you know like you know credit to the actors you know like yeah, you get a very, yeah. T- especially stuff like that it can sound so fucking cheesy and hokey right see aliens um <laughs> it it doesn't here it feels like like natural conversation like they're actually you know what i mean they're, they're, they're like they're actually co-workers they've like, right. been working with each other they, for a yeah, long time yeah, yeah. Uh, I think one of the funniest things about that is like, um, so I mentioned it a little bit earlier. One of the the most impressive like set pieces in this entire movie is the plane crash. Yes. Um, I guess we'll just you know talk about that right now. Sure. In a movie filled with great set pieces, this one might be the best. Yeah. So in in the in the fugitive, um, one of the biggest moments in that movie was yeah. the bus crash. Right. Uh, how like the fugitive was actually able to escape in the first place. Right. Because uh, that was like a really well done like practical thing. Um, this one just you know cranks that up a, a huge notch. Oh yeah. It's like instead of doing a bus crash, we're doing a plane crash. Right. Um. So you know after. Oh, what's the, what's the the guy's name again? The fugitive in this one? Oh shit! God, we're bad at podcasting. Yeah, but, you know whatever. Uh, but oh, after fuck. after after he gets caught and he's he's being um, you know transferred to New York, uh, to Mark this, Sheridan. Mark Sheridan. Yeah. To uh, like stand trial. Um, he's he's you know on the on this plane. They're they're flying him there, and there's another guy on the plane who recognizes him. And he, like the whole the whole time, it's it's like you have you know the U.S. Marshals who were trying to you know catch this 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 fugitive. You have Mark Sher- Sheridan who's running from not just the U.S. Marshals but also the Chinese government. Yeah, because the Chinese government were were the like the ones that were like uh, trading secrets with the the U.S. government, and that's how this whole thing got started and like yeah. went south. So you have the Chinese government like hunting down Mark Sheridan and anybody else who is like. A, a squeaky wheel to kind of keep this stuff hidden right and so you have somebody from the the you have somebody from china on the plane recognizes mark Sheridan, and and like he <laughs> this is like one of the like the the more suspend your disbelief right right <laughs> like he he, he yeah. like he goes he goes to the the, bla- the bathroom on the plane and hidden in the toilet paper roll uh is like a uh like a james bond-esque like pen gun. pen gun yeah it's like a um, little 22 caliber dillinger kind of thing yeah yeah so he like you know gets it out and he like you know gets it gets it ready so uh when he goes back to his seat he goes to shoot Sh- sheridan uh but this whole time sheridan's got his his cuffs undone because he hid um 
like the the, the, um, the eyeglasses thing. Yeah, yeah, which like is like the stem of your eyeglasses that hooks it over your ear. Yeah, like early earlier when he was being interrogated by the by the police, he like he got one of them to uh, like his his glasses like fell on the table or whatever, and he like he did something to to steal the glasses real quick and then like break the stem off, um, so he could use it to to break the cuffs out later, which very strange about that is like okay so how do they not see that was on his person yeah um and also why would you like what what benefit would it be to break out of your cuffs when you're already on the plane yeah filled with with people but whatever it it works out because once he's uncuffed he can see this guy coming and uh when he goes to shoot him he's able to like uh disrupt a shot and he's blows one of the windows out in the plane (laughs) which is this is actually this is a really good shot um, like, I mean, again, you got to suspend your disbelief. Yeah. This is like totally, that's not what happens when a, a tiny hole goes into an airplane. Right, right. But um. it just like rips a huge hole out of the airplane because all the yeah. air is getting sucked out. And you get like three guys who just get like sucked out of the sucked airplane. Sucked out completely. Uh, yeah. Which is just like way over the top, but also just like really it looks, awesome. It looks great. It's great. Yeah, it yeah. looks great. Yeah. Um, and, and you get this, <laughs> I think my, my favorite part of this, this scene are the, when it, it cuts to the pilots and like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, I, my favorite my favorite thing is that he talks to them like they're actually airplane passengers and not just fucking. Oh busy. yeah, yeah, that's, that's kind of funny. It's like, all right, all passengers, like, right. no, you're there, you know, you don't have to fucking tell them anything, you know. Right, right. Um, he's like, holy shit, yeah, <laughs> we do. And like, because the debris from the explosion like gets sucked into the uh, turbine for the engine. Right, they lose like two engines. Yeah, and it, it's 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 going down for real. Um, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I hate myself sometimes. Um, but it's going down for real, and so they have to find somewhere to crash land this airplane, um, and they find a stretch of road to do it on. And but it's not long enough. And like when they're landing, they start like hitting the power. Yeah, uh, knocks the wings off. Yeah, like the yeah, it's like the um, telephone poles, and it like knocks the wings off. It's like everything that could go wrong does. Right, and it's spectacular. Like yeah. it's it's. I don't really know how they did it with if it was with miniatures or not, or if they actually like built like the whole like yeah, plane or whatever. And, 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 but like, yeah, oh god, that was just all stuttering right there. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure there was some CGI there, but like, there it looks great. It looks, it looks pretty really good, practical yeah. from for the most part. Um, I was gonna say the the this movie was made for a budget of about fifty million dollars. Okay, yeah. And I, I actually find it funny that they were able to put a scene like this in there because I get the feeling that a huge chunk of that money went to uh, Tommy went, Jones. Yeah, <laughs> went right up Robert Downey Jones or Robert Downey Jr.'s <laughs> nose. Uh, no, I feel like uh, a huge chunk of that money uh, went to the actors in the movie. Yeah, um, Tommy Lee Jones, hot commodity uh, in anything that he's in. You know, um, right? Wesley Snipes at the time, hot commodity. Uh, Robert Downey Jr., same thing. He was, like, just coming up. He was really big at, at this point in time. So a lot of that a lot of that budget is, like, paying your actors. Um, so, I, you know, I don't know what they would have done. Whatever they did, it's not nearly as expensive as a lot of the bullshit that you see today. Right. And it looks ten times better than some yeah, of the Yeah, it looks, it looks awesome. And then, because... Yeah, so it, it like... <laughs> they run out of the road and it careens off the road into a river. Yeah. The plane's like upside down and you get this like really intense scene where you have 
um, all the police officers on the plane, like, scrambling to get the, the prisoners off. Right. Uh, the, scrambling. <laughs> they're, they're they're just, they have to get them off. Uh, they're they're just, doing it. Uh, hurry up. We gotta, <laughs> oh, my God. I got to get you off before this plane goes underwater. <laughs> I don't want your last memory to be bad. <laughs> oh, my Let's God. Let's do it. Let's just... <laughs> oh I knew as soon as I said that. <laughs> So they're trying to get these prisoners out of the plane, um, and they're like, they're like hanging upside down. Yeah, it's like it's insane. Like yeah. it's 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 really intense. And like it's really like yeah, it's crazy. Mm. Um, and this that's how like Sheridan escapes. Yeah, because um, he slips out when when they're not paying attention. Um, and uh, I said all that to say one of my favorite moments between the, like the different U.S. marshals is uh, so obviously. Uh, um, uh, wow, Blah! Tommy Lee Jones uh, is just like he's in, all in, in these white clothes. Yeah. So one of them br- brings him clothes, and it's like this ridiculous-looking like tracksuit. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and like Tommy Lee Jones just like looks at it, he's like, Sam, uh, uh, God, Gerard. Sam yeah, Sam Gerard. Gerard just looks at it, he's just like, uh man. And he's like, what? You don't like it? I got him the same thing last Christmas. <laughs> Which is like a really just fun little like character yeah. moment they throw into. And he's like, can somebody? Yeah, there's another. Guy. He's like, can someone loan me ten dollars for a t-shirt? And he's like, oh, you already owe me eighty for the tracks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good. That's what I mean. It's like very, very natural, right? Like, right. You know, jabbing at each other dialogue, and it works really, really well in this movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, this is where they determine that they have a fugitive, and we get the. Um, just like in the original movie, we get that that build up scene, like uh, uh, you know, camera like pans up, camera pans like, up, the music like, builds, okay, perimeter, yeah. We, you know, um, which is funny because Sam Gerard's supposed to be on, like he's doing this one, he's doing this this one last thing, and then he's basically been told he has to go on vacation after that, right? Which is a classic, uh, classic movie trope, right? Right. We're gonna make a list of all the tropes we discover on this podcast. Um, <laughs> But yeah, classic movie trope of the the cop that's being forced to take a vacation because he's too hooked on the job. Um, but yeah, uh, so it's like this great scene of like the the local sheriff of like ah uh, oh man I love this yeah uh, it's so good yeah the the sheriff is like <laughs> we we should set up a perimeter for like four or six miles and Tommy Lee Jones is like leaned up against the car and he's fifteen. <laughs> it's like he, like he just everything this guy says he just corrects. Yeah, he's clearly way outside of his, his element. Like he, right? Yeah, he's it's, it's way over his head. Because um, like this, this crash happens like in this small podunk town. Um, you right. know, it, it, in between, like because it's in between Chicago and New York. Yeah. Um. So you know the swamps Illinois. of Illinois? Pennsylvania. Sure. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. Never really go into it, but um, yeah, it's it's this really great scene where uh, this this local cop is just like way way out of his depth, and uh, he's like, uh, so what what would you do? And he's like, all right. And he like takes the map. He's like, so we're gonna go here, here, yeah, here. Right. And it's, it's it's this great like shut down every highway from here, here, here. I yeah. want roadblocks up. I want every waterway shut down. You know, it's great. Yeah, it's just a really great moment. Um. And uh, yeah, it's just just shows how 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 capable he is as a uh, as a marshal as a marshal a marshal. Um, I I think this movie is at its best um, when we get to see uh, Sam Gerard do 
U.S. Marshal things. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, uh, and that is uh, uh, mercifully most of the movie is like because the movie's called U.S. Marshals, we spend a a great deal of time, you know, not just with him but with his team as well, and like seeing the ins and outs of how they, you know, they do the uh, the investigation. Um, and in the original movie, it was it was kind of split. We got, you know, what I mean. He was definitely the B story, right? Uh, in the fugitive, obviously, because we have to center on you know finding the one armed man and uh, you know uh, Kimball trying to clear his name. Um, so it's nice to see the flip side of it. Maybe that's why I like this movie so much as a sequel because we get to see um, so much of of this character who was so great and so beloved in the first movie. We get to just. Yeah, we, we get another hurrah with him. Basically, and we get more of him this time. So yeah, it's it. This doesn't really get you. Don't really get to see sequels like this very often. No, um, that's why like I'm really excited uh, about the sequel to Knives no, Out. I was gonna say Knives Out because um, be... it's gonna it's gonna focus on uh, Daniel Craig's character. Yes, in that. Ooh, um, it's the best part of the first. Oh movie. yeah, yeah, and it's it's I'm it's like as soon as I saw that movie, I'm like. If they do a sequel, it better be with, right. with, with this guy in a movie of another movie of great performances. Oh my god, yeah, that movie Daniel Craig! Yeah, Daniel Craig just fucking hamming it up through the whole thing <laughs> with his like clearly having a blast. Yeah, with his uh like um oh, well I'm just a this uh, Bayou accent. I'm just a humble <laughs> southern investigator. But, uh, <laughs> god, that movie's great. It is so good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's the, the, yeah. This that is uh, actually the most the the most recent and maybe the only other example. There's I know there's more because uh, they're so rare where we get to see this little. It's like the Joni loves Chachi of you know what I mean. <laughs> the Joni loves Chachi trope, the spinoff trope with one side character. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I, I, and also what I like about this U.S. Marshall team is like I think it's it's pretty common that you have like, you know, the five people that are really good at their job and like the one dumb fuck who shits the bed all the time. Yeah. But in this one, like every one of them is good at their job. Yeah. They all have a moment to like show how, how good they are. Yep. And it's, it's, I I think it's, that's another thing that's good about this movie. You could have had like, you know, the one guy who was just always, you could have had the Bill Bill Paxton. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. And they don't, they don't do that in this movie. No, they they, do not. They just like, everybody's just, just does their job well. And I think it's something that, which makes total sense because they're fucking federal. Exactly. Right. Of course they do their job. Well, you don't get a position like that if you don't do your job well. Yeah. I mean, you get this, uh, like the, the opening scene where you have, um, like that, that was it like a, it was like a drug bust or yeah. like a, something like that at the beginning. And like, you get the, the one moment where, um, you know, the one character, um, you know, it's like he, he's following the, one of the, uh, people they are there to arrest, mm-hmm. like into like their child's the bedroom because room. the baby's yeah. crying. He's like, my baby's crying. I just got to check him. And like, like he's like telling him to stop. And he has to shoot him, yeah. like, and then he goes into like reaches in the crib, and you get this great moment where he had a shotgun in the crib. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, everybody's good at their job. Like, yes. they, they, they they may take risks, but they do them with you know they calculated the calculated risks. risks yeah. They're they're done well, um, and it's just like it's yeah you get to you get these great moments for the entire movie of everyone like showing how good you they get are to see it. Yeah, you, yeah. You, they, and and it's not like obviously the rest of uh, Gerard's team are the side characters of this movie, but they really do go out of their way to show you everything. Everybody gets a chance to shine and that's super rare. Yeah. There's, there's so many, like even in like, I'm going to go back to aliens, even in aliens, we get, we like, 
they have this team assembled and half of them don't fucking matter. Like they <laughs> right. just, they don't do anything but die. Well, even like the, the the like the really minor characters at like the station, like the thing, yeah, because it, it's it's something. Because even though like Sam Jar is really good at his job, he he's relying on all these people right to help him accomplish this, and, and it's 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 kind of rare that you don't get you get to this situation where like you have like one know it all character who's like really carrying the load. Um, but he he's he's you know using the resources available and that that's his team as well which is right. I think pretty rare you can see that in a movie like this but it's it's you know I think it's an underrated part of it yeah um but uh yeah it's, it's, again we got to talk about Robert Downey Jr. yeah coked out our, our DJ again he's perfect in this because he 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 comes in he's like this young like hot shot like you know. He, he knows what he's doing, cop or whatever. Uh, uh, I'm a federal agent. Uh. Exactly, right. And, and, and uh, you, you just, like this, the first scene you see him in. That's what he says. The first scene he's like, uh, we'd like you to meet uh, whatever Robert Downey Jr.'s character is <laughs> yeah. And he's up to Gerard. He goes, I'm a federal agent. Uh. <laughs> just like that. It's a, it's a, that's a perfect. Yeah. Uh, it was a weird choice for them to keep that in the movie. <laughs> But uh, one of the things is like Gerard's like, what, well, uh, what kind of weapon do you, do you carry on you? Yeah. And he pulls out this like nickel plated. Yeah. He, he comes with a nickel plated sissy pistol, yeah. which is like one of the funniest things that, of any movie. I think yeah. uh, it's like this like really f- fancy looking schnazzy yeah. um, semi-automatic, semi-automatic pistol. Yeah. And uh, he's like, you know, you need to dish that sissy uh, nickel plated sissy, sissy pistol and get, get a clock. Glock, yeah. And it is like it just shows the dichotomy between those two characters so perfectly right. well, because um, you know he, he's he's wear, like Robert Downey Jr.'s character is like wearing sunglasses and he's got a suit on, yeah, and he's carrying this like fancy pistol and like in this scene it's great because uh gerard's wearing like the a, a t-shirt of like the uh the restaurant they're like <laughs> yeah, right. at. it's got like a pig on it because he didn't want to put the tracksuit on right right and, and it's like it just it's mirrors those two perfectly well uh and, and he's like you know take your sunglasses off he's like why because i want to see your face, your face right and it's just like no nonsense no bullshit uh versus a guy who cares more about how he's perceived than uh, actually getting Wise. the job done well uh, which is just you know those two characters in, in one scene they just set that up like yep. right there good right um, good movie yeah right it's just it's just good um, yeah it's very, it's almost uh, Spielbergian because that's the you know that's something that he's very good at is setting the tone of two characters you you get every, you get through subtle little cues and um, you know body language and how he shoots the scene and how the scene is is written and how he tells the actors to act it out. You know, you, you kind of, when you watch his movies, you know, he does a very good job of painting those interpersonal relationships between the characters. And, you know, sh- we talk about it a lot. Show, don't tell. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they do. It's, it's very, very Spielbergian the way that this is done. Um, and it's, you know, the, the, the whole movie's kind of sprinkled with that stuff. You, right. You see lots of really good details of all the characters' uh, relationships mm. working together. Yeah, and you, you kind of get the implication this guy might not be all he says he is either, because like right. you know later on he's 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 calling uh, his bosses to let him know how the investigation is going, and you get another great scene where <laughs> Gerard cuffs oh, yeah. him and then throws his cell phone yeah, into like the lake, snaps it over his knee, and then <laughs> just throws it in the lake, <laughs> which is just so awesome. It's myself, but it's my personal phone. It's like you're under arrest for. Uh, and, and like um obstructing a federal investigation yeah. and it's just like it's 
it's so badass and like so perfectly within his character. I just love that moment so well. Yeah. Um, and uh, and he's he's in his handcuffs and um, and the guy's like, "Are you gonna uncuff me?" He's like, "You know, why don't you get on my, get on yourself?" And they all kind of laugh at him for a minute there, yeah. and then he uh, he then he, he gets out of him himself. Yeah, he takes uh, Cipher's sunglasses and he yeah. breaks the the one of the edges off and he uses that to right. un, uncuff himself and little tip. Um, yeah, and, 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 and like everyone's like, wow, man, I've, I've, I've never seen that before. And Sam Gerard just kind of like knowingly looks at him like, I've seen it before. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you kind of get this idea of like, maybe this guy's not on the level. Right. You know? Um, this is a really good, like, really good little detail there. Um, uh, so that that's that's a fun moment in, in that, that scene as well. Um, and then like the the this the nickel plate pistol also comes, comes into play comes later. Into play, yep. uh, so it's 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 important that they like focus on that because it, it does show up later in the movie because uh, he plants it on Chekhov's gun, <laughs> literally. literally. Yeah, yeah, Chekhov's uh, gun. Yeah, he plants it on. Um, why can't I remember the fuse of his name again? He's, Mark. Yeah, Mark Sheridan. Sheridan. Uh, he plants it on Sheridan later to to you know mm-hmm. set him up uh, later on, which is again just well yep. done, just like introduce it in the, in the first act shows up in the third act it's it's you know well done tropes can be just great if if they're done correctly and this movie's got a couple of them that well are just... it, 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 yeah it's one of those things where um it, it it rewards the audience for paying attention yes you know it, it's stuff like this that just kind of like sprinkle it throughout like it's it's again they don't beat you over the head with it but if you if you pay attention you know what you're looking for then you know you can you can find it and it's it, i think it's good um so yeah, that's 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 a how that works out, I guess. Really, uh, really stumble my way to the finish Spice, on that thought. Spicy takes, yeah. Um, <laughs> Unsequalize this, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. What are the, what are the things you want to talk about? Well, I, I suppose we should talk about. Uh, we we got into it a little bit, but I suppose one of the big things we should talk about is the set pieces that we get to see through this. Yes, yeah. Um, there are so many unique. Um, and varying set pieces, which is strange because it's a it's a movie that takes place uh, largely, you know, either out in the wilderness or in a city. It doesn't seem like you'd be able to get a lot of great locations that aren't like, you know, woods or city, but they managed to do a, a, a pretty decent job. Um, we get to see the swampland. You brought that up. We get to, yeah, yeah. Um, oh man, my favorite. So like they have to chase them through the swampland. Yeah, and uh, they have all these. Um, they have to get hill jacks. They yeah. have to get like all these boats together so they can do it. And they, they grab like some local, uh, you know, hill jacks as you mentioned. Right. And, uh, and and he's like Sheridan, not Sheridan. Um, God, because I'm getting all confused. Gerard. Gerard's like, so who who knows the swamp better than anybody else? And they all they all raise their hand. Obviously, and he's like, what does he say? He's like, who's the most inbred, ugly, uh, shit kicking <laughs> son of a bitch here? Yeah, and they all they all laugh and they raise their hand. And then this one old guy in the front just like spits on the ground and he's like, you, you I want you <laughs> on, on on my boat. And it's just like, yeah, it's just a really good like. Yep. Way to way to do that. Great character stuff. Yeah, there. this is yeah the the character of uh you know Sam Gerard is just fantastic. They could have done they could have done like three more movies with this guy. I would have watched all of them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, he's, he's a great character to kind of build a story around. And like he, it, it, again, if, if you like this movie or you like the fugitive and you like his character in those, 
watch No Country for Old Men. Oh yeah, because it's 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 almost like a continuation of his character yeah. from these movies. I love that movie because um, he's very much the same. And yeah, like Tommy Lee Jones, he kind of plays that same character. Like, yeah, and everything. You know, in, in yeah. Men in Black, Men he's in very Black, similar yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. But like it, it's it's like. But people pay to see that. Oh yeah, he, people, he's yeah. really really good at it. Yeah, and he makes it very entertaining to watch. Yeah, he's very very convincing. It's like the it's 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 kind of like you know you have these these actors that, that kind of get typecast in different roles, and it's in some cases it's not as earned but this is just like it just fits, it fits. Yeah. yeah yeah he's like it, very good at these kind of roles. right right if very, you if you were to good. like close your eyes and if someone was described this character you you'd be like oh that's mm-hmm. got to be like tommy lee jones right right <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um, um, yeah it's perfect it's really funny uh his birthday wasn't that long ago and somebody like po- like like because i follow like uh imdb and like rotten tomatoes on facebook and they play, posted like a picture of him when he was younger and like Oh man, I don't think I've ever seen him young. Young, I know, right? Because <laughs> he's old and everything. Yeah. I God, I think the first time I saw him was in the, which we're gonna we're gonna work through the Batman movies backwards. So the next one, oh we, yeah, the next one we, when we do watch it, uh, you know, when we watch Batman and Robin, we're gonna get to see him as Two Face. Yeah, which is great. He's uh, got two faces. He's got two faces. Two of them. <laughs> two of them. <laughs> um, Funny thing about Two Face. Two of them. Two of them. <laughs> But yeah, um, so I mean, we, we, you know, you, you there's a couple. I, I guess we should go in order right? instead of just jumping straight to the swamp. We get the uh, new opening New York City scene, um, yeah, where we see you know uh, Wesley basically get busted at the beginning. Oh yeah, that's that's crazy. Uh, yeah, the, the the car crash we get it, like right away because he's, wor- he's working as a tow truck driver. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> like you get this asshole on his cell phone. He's like arguing. With his boss about something, yep, and not paying attention to the road. Another great movie he's like, trope. He's like smoking a cigar, yep, and like cigar falls out of his mouth into his lap, and he's he's like driving in the opposite direction. Yeah, Lebowski esque. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's and like that's how Sheridan gets busted because yeah. he gets in this car accident, and they find his gun. They find his gun, and like this leads to like you know them investigating him and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, which is just like that shittiest luck on top of the shittiest <laughs> luck. Well, I mean, he is a black guy in New York City, so it's Ooh. not really that surprising that they would. They probably put that gun there. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're a tow truck driver in New York City, you gotta carry. A gun. You gotta carry. Like, you come have on. to. If you're a tow truck driver, fucking anywhere, you gotta <laughs> yeah, carry a gun. Right? Come on. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so we get you know, and then that's you know, you get the standard. But like, like it's crazy because like the the you get this because he's towing a car. You yeah. get the, like the tow truck flips over the car. Like it's oh any, yeah, anytime it's you see a tow truck towing a car flip over, it looks awesome in yeah. every movie every single time. Yeah, it, it was great. <laughs> um, yeah, like it it gets insanely out of hand <laughs> oh, very <yeah>. quickly. <laughs> um, yeah, but you know that's like the first three minutes. Like it doesn't right. You know they don't they don't you know edge you off the gas at all. Um, but you know, we're in New York, so we get the standard New York city and then we get the, uh, the question room. You gotta have, you gotta have somebody being questioned in movies like this. You gotta, you gotta see the, you know, the, the interrogation room. Yeah. Um, and then we get to see like the, the, the crazy plane crash scene. That's a great set piece. Oh my God. Yeah. Not just the, like the interior of the plane, but like immediately outside, like through the, through the water. And then we get the swamp, um, 
you know, and it, it like it's these big diverse landscapes. At one point, there like towards the end of the movie, there's a uh, a big shootout that takes place in the graveyard. Oh my god! Um, and like again, like there's two there's there's two set pieces that all of these are taking place in, and we're getting all these unique locations within those. It's either wilderness or city. Yeah, one or two, and they're and they're somehow finding to you know these new locations to make it work. That graveyard scene is really really fantastic. Yeah, I was I was sitting there watching. I'm like, man, there needs to be more movies with shootouts in graveyards. Yeah, because <laughs> there's just something about the using a, a headstone as cover, and yeah. then like the way like the the way that graves the graveyards are laid out and stuff. Um, you you play Max Payne three, right? Oh yeah, that has a really great yes, great grave uh graveyard shootout. Yep. Um, and it's like, yeah, that's like, that's like, it's good. It's yeah, under, it, underutilized. Yeah. It just works. It yeah, just works. It just works. Um, um, yeah, no, that scene is very, very good. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very, cause like they, they set it up so well. Cause you have the, the moment of like quiet before all the craziness starts. Yes. And like in the background, there's a, there's a funeral going on and, and you get to see here like the eulogy and stuff. And it's mm-hmm. just like, obviously very somber, like setting it up. You get this, you get this kind of like calm before the storm yeah. tension building up the whole scene from start to finish is like 12 to 15 minutes long. yeah it's it's it, it gets, takes a while but it's it's they let it yeah. they it's 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 good t- that way very tarantino-esque they let it breathe a little yeah, bit you yeah yeah um and and yeah like it gets this like great shootout between you know the one of the the guys who's working for the chinese um because in the other that's the other thing you get like all three sides put it against each other you have you know uh sheridan uh, you get Gerard, and you get the the guy who's working for the Chinese government. Right. Um, all like you know pitted against each other, and you know it, it's it's just a really interesting like chaotic. Exactly right, right? Because because you know Gerard is trying to take out the shooter because he's you know endangering everybody's lives, and Sheridan's trying to get away. The shooter's trying to get Sheridan, but he's also trying to get Gerard because he's shooting at him. Right. It's just like this really great like triangle, right. You know, action scene going on. And then um, one of one of Gerard, Cipher, one of Gerard's guys, is <laughs> racing with Robert Downey Jr. to get to the scene because they were stuck in Brooklyn traffic. Yeah. That, I, so one of my favorite moments of this entire scene is to get the the, the quiet like uh, um, graveyard just like before the action really kicks up. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Gerard like radios into Robert Downey Jr. and Cipher, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, "I'm just gonna keep calling on Cipher." Yeah. It's funny. Uh, <laughs> Ralph Cifaretto, you get, you know. Yeah, he radios and he's like, "Hey, where are you guys at?" It's like he's like trying to be really quiet. He's like, "Hey, where are you guys at?" And like it switches to the him, like Big, the middle yeah. of the track is like In so Brooklyn. loud. It's, it's like a really I don't know if it's if it's intentionally funny. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm fucking stuck in traffic. Like yeah, he's right. backed up over here." It's really really yeah, funny. He's in New York City. Of course he's stuck. In he has like the lights on on the, yeah. in the vehicle. He's like, "You see? Can you see the lights? Like, let me through." It's 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 so funny. Um, it's like his, yeah, his character is perfect for that. Uh, but it's just like the really funny like <laughs> juxtaposition between <laughs> this quiet moment yeah. and then, like shouting in New York traffic. <laughs> it's outstanding. Um, yeah. yeah, really, really great. But yeah, you get like they're like yeah, it's you get this tension of like all right, are they gonna get there before Sheridan escapes? And like they do, but Sheridan just like drives his car head on head on t-bones him and flips it over yeah and then is able to escape that way so it's just like the whole scene from the beginning to the end 
Um, cause also cause like Sheridan's there because he's trying to track down the guy who set him up. Right. He's also there and you get this, like this really intense moment where he's like trying to get the information out of him, interrogating him that way. Yeah. And it's just like, it's, it's a long scene. Yeah. And, and it's one of those where it's like, kind of like reminiscent of the shootout scene in heat, which is like another long breathy, right. Super intense, uh, concentrated action scene. Maybe like one of the best. In yeah. History. Like definitely um, one of the best. You know, and, and this is like in that vein. Uh, you know, they. I love when movies do that. There's nothing I love more than when movies give give the scenes time to breathe. Yeah. Um, and if you were ever going to pick a scene in your movie to let breathe, I th- think this is the one that you have to pick. Yeah, so they right. Made a very good choice here to kind of stretch this out and you know let us uh, let us watch these characters. As the whole situation is developing, you know. Yeah, because again, it, it's it's important for I think it's important for every character in the scene. Yeah, they each have like their own stakes riding on it, which is just really well done. Yeah. Um, and then they eventually catch the shooter, and then you know the Sheridan is able to escape. Yeah. And, and that's where you get like the chase between because yeah, it's like it, it really oh, just yeah. picks up into an immediately other yeah action scene, which right. is which is great because then you have Sheridan on foot. And Gerard chasing him. Uh, Gerard um, and Robert Downey Jr. chasing him. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and Robert and, Downey Jr. meets up with him. And, you know. Right. He, he escapes into like a uh, into like an, an old, old folks, folks home, home. Yeah. which is also great. Like <laughs> a cemetery scene and then an old folks home scene. But it's also great because like it's 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 so real yeah like the scene where they're like going door to door in that home clearing it like that's so good yeah it's it's intense and it's also one thing i noticed when i was rewatching it is like the the reactions of everybody there yeah. is different yeah which is great like you get the people that are like oh my god the, yeah. the police are here they're like <laughs> you get this like one older woman and she's just like no i haven't seen him but anybody yeah <laughs> it's just like totally calm um but yeah it, it culminates in uh like robert downey jr goes in he opens the door and there's this guy who's on a, like a ventilator yeah um so he can't speak and uh he walks in and he's like hey have you have you seen anybody and he like shakes his head but then he also just uses his eyes to like yeah. look up in the corner of the room right and like robert downey jr like turns around right as uh wesley snipes jumps on top You've of been him sniped <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, it's it's like the whole scene is like really intense. Like the music is like just just perfectly underlying it. Yeah, it's just really well done. Like again, like I'm I'm sitting there and I'm watching it. Like how do not how do more people not like this I movie? Know. Like it's, it's it's genuinely there's genuine tension there. Like when they they because the camera follows those two from the moment they enter that floor. Yeah, the camera's like really tight on really them. Really tight on them. Know. They're tucked in the hallway. There's a great shot of like Robert Downey Jr. is trying to go ahead, and Sam Gerard catches him and grabs him and pulls him back. Yeah, and then get they both get positioned behind the door, and he goes, "Okay, now." Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're they're recomposing themselves, like wait for your backup, and then they go room by room and clear it, and the camera's right there under them the whole time, and it's just like it feels real. It's genuine yeah. tension. Um and I don't think you'd get that if you kinda hurried your way through it. They kinda right, just right. you know I think that's another thing I think I think that's unique to this era of filmmaking. Yeah. I think if it was made now, you would have you know, a much, you know, faster pace. It would be very tight. It would be, you know. Like... Well, I, I think, you know, I, I love the Jason Bourne movies. They're some of my favorite movies of all time. Um, but that kind of, like, introduced this idea of, like, fast cut um, filmmaking into these espionage yeah. action movies. 
And I think that was like one of the first movies that kind of like shifted. I mean, we mentioned like how, you know, the movies kind of shifted away from this type of filmmaking. I think right. that's another one we forgot to mention in that time period where you have, you know, this really fast pace action. Again, I love those movies. They're out. They're yeah. outstanding. And we should definitely talk about those at some point. Taken, too. Taken falls into that category, too. Yeah, right. for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if it was made now, you'd have like lots of fast cuts and stuff right. like that. Where this one, it was just is like tight camera action. Yeah um lots of close-ups really ratcheting up that that intensity um and yeah it's it's really well done and uh this is where like you know um robert downey jr is about to shoot sheridan as he's jumping out the window and um one of the members of, of gerard's team like comes in right as he's about to shoot him and you know robert downey jr knowing that he can't be seen by another officer shooting the the fugitive yeah. uh turns around and shoots him instead <sighs> Uh, which is just like it's that's like the reveal where like Robert Downey Jr. isn't yeah. isn't who he says he is, um, and it's like it's it's literally gut wrenching. Yeah, because <laughs> like this is this is like the youngest member of the team. Right. You know, he, he's incidentally I think he's the one who uh, like at the beginning of the movie was the you know with the shotgun in the crib. He's the yes, one who, you know, stop that guy. Right. Right. So you you already have like that that attachment to him, and right. you can you can definitely tell that like. Uh, you know, Gerard's kind of like grooming him to become you know somebody who's right. better than he already is. Uh, so you have that like character attachment to that as well, and you see that when when Gerard comes into the room. Yeah. Um. And yeah. Really good performance by Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Yeah. He, he really you know, good. He rides with him in, in, the, in the ambulance to the hospital. Genuinely well. heartbreaking. Um. Yeah. They, again, they just like really do a great job, and, and like it, it's. It works really well too because it, it just it puts the brakes on this moment yeah. in the right way, um, and like it, it's just a, a really good you know it like it's it's like a huge loss a huge setback, and then it, it also just like you know sets uh, Gerard to a, on a totally different path throughout the rest of the movie where right. he's just like I gotta get this guy yeah because he's he, got, he was told by Robert Downey Jr. that uh, Sheridan shot him mm-hmm. um, and he's like now he has like a personal motivation to getting this guy yeah uh, which kind of sets up the third act of the movie right um, and again like it, this this is where um, so is is the, uh, the 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 train thing before that the train thing is right after this right right yeah so yeah so um they they tra- they track they track him down uh to he went back to chicago mm-hmm. so they track him down there so they go from new york back to chicago yeah they're uh, okay so the the what the oh, never mind this is later never mind i'll get to it i was gonna say the scene where he finds the pill with the yeah that, that is later yeah yeah, yeah. so later. he, he tracks, tracks him back down to chicago um and you know you you have they they again you have shared in there and he's like keep an eye on the chinese consulate mm. and now that um oh yeah so it's like gerard basically went to like the the guys who were in charge of this agency the nsa or whatever is like all right so what the fuck is actually going on here because they, they found some evidence to support like to to find out that like maybe there's you know it's not as cut and dry as they said it was. Yeah. And then that's when they like tell them, okay, so this is what, you know, happened with, you know, the Chinese consulate and all this stuff. And you know, that's so like they're that now they have an eye on them as well. And as they're both like tracking down the same guy, mm. um, you know, that's when, you know, they, you get another chase because they, they find him like later on in the movie. So you get another chase scene and uh, you know, Gerard meets him up, uh, meets Sheridan up on a roof 
and it looks like he's about to jump and he's like you know don't jump you know you, we can bring you in he's like i can't do that mm-hmm. and he's like tied like I, I don't know how they they set this up or what they even do but he's like basically tied a rope around his his waist or whatever uh to swing down from the roof yeah onto a moving train yeah no it wasn't onto it, the it was train. onto the roof onto the, the roof station. of the, uh, the station and then yeah. he like again this is probably where uh you get to see like one of the reasons why they probably picked uh, Wesley Sipes for this role because because of his athleticism and like he's like chasing down like it's one of the train. one of the most like impressive shots I, I don't even know how they did it like he's he's literally running on the roof of the station to get onto a moving train yeah it's like really impressive uh and, and it's it's like you see it happen it's not like one of those where you see the guy running and then there's a cut and then he's on the train right it's like you see him running on the roof no like close up under exactly CGI right right shot it's like yeah. running no, on this... the roof jumps on the train it's right. just like and then turns around and sits there <laughs> yeah he's, he's obviously exhausted and it's just like damn this this, this guy is like really capable yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if i didn't put a point just to say it as often as i can now yeah um but yeah like that that was just like a really awesome moment in this whole movie it's i i, t- I mentioned it earlier this one of the this, the scenes that's always like when i think about this movie it's one oh, of the scenes yeah. i always it's, think about it, it's like the the scene it's it, like it's it's like the iconic. it's like the the jumping off a dam right uh in, in the fugitive right. moment and again like maybe that's one of this movie's drawbacks is it, it does kind of mirror the first one sure a little little too much but they, yeah, but, but it has to it's you know it's you know right right you can't i don't know but it, it's it's it, they change it up in enough ways like instead yeah. of a bus crash it's a plane crash still works instead of jumping off a dam it's like running onto a moving train it's just like it, it's 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 similar but it's not derivative mm. you know because it could have just done, done the same thing it's like oh he jumped off yeah. a dam again you know yeah i didn't i mean like i don't know I I can see why some people would call it derivative, but I don't think it's bad. No, no. I don't think that's a bad thing here. I think certain movies need to be derivative to, you know. But like I said, it's, it's, I don't think I've ever seen a movie where a guy runs and jumps onto a moving train. No, that's Uh, awesome. In that way, you know, I don't think I've ever seen a movie that, 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 that does a plane crash this well. Right. You know, so even when, if it is being derivative, it's, it's still, it's still doing it like the right way. Right. Um, and then, yeah. So like that, that's, that's like one of the most insane scenes in this entire movie to me. Yeah. It, it's great. I mean, it look, you get that great shot of him cross-legged looking. Like <laughs> yeah. Tommy Lee Jones on that. Yeah. And their yeah. eyes meet and it's just like, motherfucker, yep. you got away again. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, like that's, that's how we get to the third act, which is, uh, uh, this is a really good third act because it's nice and tight and very, very quick. And yeah. it gets us to the resolution very quick. Um, and I think like the end of the movie is the only point at which the, the foot is off the gas. Like that last scene. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but it, it, it's like it's it's like on and then off and then right. on and then off. Like it, it's just it's really I don't know. It, it's what I like about it is that you, once, like, you feel like it's over and right. then it ramps back up again right and then it's over right um which i I really really like about like movies like this i think it's it's a good way to end it um because you can kind of like oh man like is is did they get him is it is it done is it done yeah and then like you get like the last reveal and then it's and then it's really over yeah the last reveal that tommy lee jones isn't an idiot (laughs) yeah and has figured it out right um but yeah you get so like they they find out that sheridan has you know 
book passage on a on a on a boat they get they what they get a Canada. fingerprint from him he, yeah so he he like <laughs> they find a like, the car that he stole yep um and then in in the car he because he's taking um uh, some sort of like motion sickness medicine to like prepare himself for the boat ride and he leaves the the, the packaging material of of it left in the, the vehicle to get a partial print right. and they match it to him and that's how they figure it out well, right. like it's it's again like really good detective work. So they find the the they find they find the thing, they get the print off of it, and then uh, Sam Gerard goes to a drugstore. <laughs> a drugstore. He's just ripping just, packages open. Yeah, just to find out which one matches it. Right. And that's how he finds out it's for motion sickness. And then he puts two and two together and's like, find me every ship that's leaving outside out the, out of right. this port uh, tonight. And then they there's like how many have passengers on them? It's like it's just good detective yeah. work. And they, they kind of find this conclusion. He's like, give me a helicopter to go there. Right. Um, and, and in the scope of the movie, that's really good script writing. Yeah. That's yeah. really, really good script writing to, to put that together and go, ah, ah, aha. That's very clever. It's it's clever and it's <laughs> it's 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 earned. Like you can see the right. steps that are like taken each way. It's not like, you know, they just magically deduce this, this sort of thing. And, and again, there's another scene where you get, he's working with his team. Like he doesn't arrive at, on it. Right, arrive to it all on his own. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's using the resources available to him to kind of figure out what's going on. Right. Um, which is again just really to this to this movie's credit. Um, and uh, yeah, so you get this this <laughs> and like he's so pissed off. He's he's like ready to get this guy. Yeah. And um, Cipher gives him a little calm down talk. Yeah. Right. Right. And 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 you get this this moment where what the fuck is the actor's name? <laughs> <laughs> you get this moment where uh you know he's he's like about to head out on his own to get this guy. Uh, and I can't remember the reasoning behind like why no one else can join him on this. Uh, but he's going out alone. He doesn't, he doesn't want anybody to. Yeah. Right. He like, he like, someone's like, yeah, I'll, I'll go with you. He's like, no, I'm going to do this on my own. And, uh, you know, it's, it's like, you're, you're off the, you're off the hook. You're, you're, a, you're a loose cannon. You're a loose cannon. <laughs> uh, Joseph Peter Pont- Pontaliano. Oh yeah, Joe Pantolano. Yeah, he's a uh, American. Joey guy. Pants. Yeah. Oh, Joey Pants. Oh, what are you? What are you gonna do? do you get some pants or something? <laughs> um, he's been 150 film, television, and stage. Holy production. shit! 150. Yeah. Um, Dude. <laughs> and he's uh, and he's got an Emmy award for playing Ralph Sufferetto on The Sopranos. So well deserved. Yes, yeah. very well deserved. This, this, yeah, this is the guy. Who, like, whenever he shows up in a movie, you're like, oh, that guy. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of, uh, I'm going to take a little aside here. Speaking right. of uh, The Sopranos, they're uh, the movie. <laughs> Your which Sopranos the, moments of the podcast. <laughs> the um, the there's a movie that is going to be a prequel to The Sopranos. Uh, about uh, like uh, Tony's dad, John. Oh yeah, Soprano, I forgot about that. Uh, featuring um, uh, Michael Gandolfini as yeah. a young Tony Soprano. So, uh, did you watch The Sopranos at all? I still have not. Okay, I was gonna say it might be something to talk about for like a prequelize this because I think that I think that checks the boxes. I think that meets the criteria. This is our show. We can do whatever the we, fuck uh, we want. Yeah. So, uh, the Mini Saints of Newark. <laughs> if there's a movie that we really want to talk about, we'll find a reason oh, to justify yeah. it. I mean, technically, that's a prequel, <laughs> and technically, that that fits in. I, I think prequels count as sequels. Prequels count, yeah, yeah. right. Um. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so <laughs> Joey Pants tries to talk him out of it. Joey Pants, and uh, <laughs> you know, he he's like, "No, I'm going to do it." And then, like, one of my favorite moments in the entire movie 
He goes, oh, yeah. he goes and gets on the helicopter. He opens the door, and Robert, Robert Downey Jr. is there. He's, he's, going he's, to kill him? Yeah. <laughs> going to kill him? Yeah. Which is like so funny to me, yeah. but also perfect. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I feel like that's the right way to address that. Yeah. Going to kill him? <laughs> Come on. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it's, 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 so they go there and they go to the boat and they, they track him down. And then you get this. Like they, because it's it's a um, it's a freighter. It's a freighter. It's a, it's a yeah, cargo freighter. It's yeah. a cargo freighter. Uh, but it just has like a couple, you know, passengers spots on there. And then like they find him there, and they get another like quick chase scene. And they like they they fall into this like vat of sand or whatever. It looks like grain. It was a grain. It was, it was, it was, it was grain. grain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you have this like fist fight in this 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 grain vat. They're fighting over a gun. And I think my favorite moment of this is you have all the. Uh, the the boat workers yeah they're gathered around watching these two. <laughs> which is exactly what would happen what would happen right exactly yeah. what would happen right. yeah and they're like pointing at them like oh man holy shit what's going on yeah. down there it's exactly <laughs> what would happen I love I love that moment so much because yeah. it's so real and yeah. it's so perfect um and and yeah they're like fighting and you like they get this crazy moment where Gerard gets the upper hand and he's like just shoving Sheridan's face into the grain to kind yeah. of like smother him. smother him and like you get this like moment of realization of like holy shit this is what I'm like I I'm uh, I can't believe I'm, I'm actually doing this and he like backs off for a moment and then you know Sheridan wakes back up and like goes to grab the gun and then uh, Robert Downey Jr. shoots him like yeah. three times. Well, it's important here because we're shown earlier in the movie that he doesn't outright want to kill anybody. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It's a continuing theme because like the, yeah. they're, they're setting this guy up. Sheridan we're talking about. Yeah. They're setting him up as, as, as like a ruthless, cold-blooded killer the entire yeah. movie. But he, when he has the opportunity to very clearly kill Tommy Lee Jones, he doesn't. He yes. like shoots him in the shoulder, right? Or Right. Yeah. Because you know. he in, in the swamp chase... You know when he corner like he, when they they corner Robert Downey Jr. He's like holding him hostage basically as, a, as like a um a human shield, and he takes uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s gun and he shoots uh, Tommy Lee Jones. And like when he's in the hospital recovering from that, uh, like the director of the U.S. Marshals is like asks him like, you know, do you, why do you, why do you like, or he he basically is like. Points out the facts of like, well, if he wanted me dead, he would have shot me. He would have shot me, yeah. Because this is an ex-marine. Like, if he, right. this is a guy who he, he even goes as far as says, this is a guy who doesn't, if he he doesn't miss. Yeah. Um. So he clearly shot him in the vest to keep him alive. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you you come up to this part of the movie where where Wesley Snipes basically has the upper hand on him, and uh, he, there's this pause, like he doesn't, he's like he doesn't want to sh- doesn't want to shoot anybody, he doesn't want to hurt. Anybody. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Because he's just holding the gun on on uh, right. Gerard, yeah. And then we see Robert Downey Jr. with the fucking handgun shot of the century. <laughs> just from like three balconies up. I was going to mention, uh, the, <laughs> looking at the, like, again, I I don't shoot guns almost ever. It was, uh, it's an impressive shot. <laughs> but like the way he holds the gun in this movie yeah. is, it's not the way that you should. No. Uh, from what I know about how you should fire a gun. No. Uh, especially a handgun like he's like one arm straight ahead yeah. from like a mile away yeah. bang bang um <laughs> no yeah tommy lee jones incidentally does hold a gun correctly in right this movie. right um but yeah uh yeah robert Downey jr is kind of <laughs> yeah. like fuck you motherfucker <laughs> yeah, later scene it's like even worse yeah um uh, <laughs> but yeah and 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 so yeah you get this this and then like it's immediately quiet and like you see this like 
crazy look on Robert Downey Jr.'s face. Yeah. Like, super intense. Yeah. Um, like... They didn't even have to get him to act for that. He was just <laughs> coked out of his mind. <laughs> oh, man. It's a good thing he's got, he got better. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it is a good thing. Good, good on him. But yeah, he was fucking high as shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then, you know, they, they apprehend him and, and they're, they're in the hospital because he's recovering from his gun wound. Um, and, uh, you know, Gerard kind of sets Robert Downey Jr. up. Yeah. Which is, like, again, this, like, really great scene. This is where he, like, you, you, you see him put all the pieces together. Because, like, in the evidence bag is the is a, a gun that looks very similar to the one that Robert Downey yep. Jr. was using the, in the first part of the movie. With the serial number filed off. And, then, again, like, it's good script writing, too. Because they, they go the extra step to be, like, oh, man, I, I noticed you switched to the Glock. You took my advice. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, Glock 45, just like you. Yeah. Uh, and... Um, you know, you see, he's like holding the the, the gun. It has, yeah, clearly the serial number has been filed off. You know, and just to make sure that nobody traces back to him. But it's 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 obviously the same gun as what he was yeah. using before. It, it's 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 pretty hard to like, yeah, you know, yeah. No, yeah. It's, a, uh, and, and, it's a nickel plated sissy pistol. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. It stands out. Yeah. Um. And and you know, he he's he like puts the pieces together there. And he he kind of sets them up. He's like, I'm gonna go grab a coffee. You want any? Uh, and he like you know goes down to to get the coffee and and this is the window of opportunity that you know Robert Downey Jr. needs to to finish to finish off the job basically right uh, and uh, you know he tells the the one other police officer who's guarding the door to go to like, file this you know in evidence to get him out of there and the the, the you also see in the scene like when he's like he's he's like you know I saw you, you switch the Glock and I see it and you know he takes the gun and you see him switch the magazine out right. and give it back to him. Um, which is like, how does Robert Downey Jr. not notice that? I know. Like, he takes the magazine out, swaps it out. Like, how would you not be paying attention to that? Anyway. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this, whatever. Yeah, it was whatever. It's movies. It's movies. It's movies. <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, it's movies. It's movies. Fuck you, it's movies. <laughs> fuck, fuck you, it's, it's movies. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, so he, like, ah. t- tells the one cop to go off and, and follow some evidence, and he goes in the room and he uh like he basically like he he tears off all the the shit up that's like <laughs> he's trying to make it look like wesley snipes found a way to escape and yeah. in the process he knocked his like he knocked his life support off or right right like um and so he's doing all this and he's like he's like you know get up because i want to make it look convic- convincing and uh you know he's he's got the gun and and, and all that um and you know, as, as this is going on, as as he's expositing and, and t- explaining like what yeah. happened, um, it, that's another classic trope. Is you know oh, the, yeah. the bad guys, you know, telling the story yep. like before uh, the the good guy shows up, and uh, you know, Gerard just walks walks in the room and he's I forget what he says. Oh God, it's so good. I forget what he says. Oh shit! Let's see if we can find it. Okay, yeah. So uh, we're back. <laughs> Sorry yeah. about that. We had to we had to go and look up what the line was because it was so good. Yeah, he just he it was just, so good we couldn't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> he just walks in the room and goes, "What are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just a perfect delivery on it too. And uh, yeah, that, that's that's when you know um, he's like, "You, you were gonna sh- you're trying to shoot him?" Yeah, he's like, "When you use your old gun?" Yeah, and then he has it there with him. He went and got it. Um, and uh, yeah, he you know. Obviously, Robert Downey Jr. tries to shoot Gerard, and there's no bullets in the gun because right. Gerard. Gerard took him out and swapped uh, the clip. Swapped the clip, and 
then you get this other like a mo- other moment immediately after he's like, well, you, you might as well just slap the cuffs on me. And he turns around. He has another gun, you know, yeah. in, in his you know, in, in his belt behind him. And uh, so you know, Gerard shoots him like you know three times, and he's 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 presumed dead. I think he's yeah pretty clearly dead. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, just my one of my other favorite lines in this movie, the one that I I I, I love this line. I, <laughs> Shout I always, out to Wesley. Snipes. I always remember it. And he's like, uh, um, you know. Drew's got the gun train on him. He's like, you're going you're gonna to run again? Yeah. And he's like, I just want to go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just like, it's so funny. Yeah. It's so real. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you get this, you know, you know, he gets a moment in the end. Like, you know, he's, he's ex, ex, uh, exonerated of all his crimes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he reunites with his wife at the end. Yep. It's, it's, it's really you nice got, you got ended happy. Yep. Yeah. You got to. But yeah, it's just a it's just a good movie, you know. Yeah, top to bottom, man. I think I, it's, I don't understand the negative negative reviews for this. Like, it, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it, 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 I think it's more surprising that like I don't know. I, I I feel like if I ask most of my friends about like what they think of this movie, I I, I don't know if all of them would have seen it. Yeah, I, I for, don't for some reason yeah. this this is like a, a a was like a big movie big movie yeah uh for like <laughs> like my my uh my middle school years or whatever it was like yeah. this was always on tv it you did know. it did like just okay in the theater yeah from what i from what i read like it wasn't that you know but it's like i don't know man it's not a bad movie at all Again, I, just, fact, I distinctly remember watching this on tv yeah. several times because it, it was always on right but it, it's always entertaining like you just you know turn it on no matter it's, it's I think, a good flick i think it's one of the things that this why this movie does so well on tv is because like every part of this movie has like something going on in it right so no matter where you come in on it like there's gonna be a, a really a good scene, scene that right. shows up so yeah but uh yeah i, I definitely recommend it man like sure. You know, watch The Fugitive for sure. Like, oh, if you've never course. seen The Fugitive, absolutely watch that movie. Yeah, but like, you know, watch check... it several times because that movie does not get old. It's yeah, so good. Yeah, but like, check this one out. It's it's solid. Yeah. It's just a really good, you know, like you know, kind of turn your brain off a little yeah. bit. I would um, say it stands on its own. It's completely separate. You know from what? This I movie. would agree because they don't even um, like really talk about the first one at all no. either. Yeah, and, no, they and don't. They, they don't address any of it. They set the characters up like on their own at the beginning of the movie too. You know, right. it's it's really good. Uh, that that I, I didn't even like, think about that. I was like, I was thinking about it the whole time like relating it back, but um, other than the Chicago connection, there's like very little, very little. that ties this movie to the original. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's really just the characters. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. They don't address it at all, which is to its credit. I think, I think so too. It's just yeah. stand on its own. Right. Um, do you need to see this movie? Probably not, but I, I mean, I, I think you should. I think, yeah. it's, I think it's pretty good. Um, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's phenomenal. I mean, it's not like, Sideways or crash <laughs> level. <laughs> it's not an Academy Award winning movie like those. I would rather watch this movie five times in a row all day, chained, to, you know, to uh, an armchair, than have to sit through one viewing of Sideways. Oh yeah, or make me watch <laughs> or Crash, crash again. again. Ugh, I saw Crash in the theater. Oh, I'm sorry. I, yeah, I know. We, we well, I didn't. My mom paid good money for us to go <laughs> see that movie in the theater, and we ended up. Uh, we stayed through the whole thing, but we were gonna fucking leave because it was so bad. I watched it in school. Did you? Yeah. They they played it for you in school. Yeah, it was in college. Okay. Yeah. That was an example of like good. <laughs> no, it was it was it was a I forget what what class it was, but it was like an example of like racial tension and stuff like that, which is what that movie's all about. 
Oh, um, you don't say. Like racial dynamics and that sort of thing. It's like, you know, obviously the, the teacher was like, yeah, it's a really great movie. Like, right? I'm just sitting there like, oh, man, oh, no, not really. It's, yeah, it's like so heavy handed. Um, uh, yeah, seriously. I would, I would, I would sooner <laughs> watch this movie over and over again on repeat with my eyeballs forced open like I'm in a clockwork orange. <laughs> You wouldn't even need to for this movie because it's no, just, it's just, it's just like, entertaining. Yeah, I'm like you don't even need to do that. Can I just sit here and watch it? Yeah, so, exactly. It's just a, it's just a good. I think it's just a fun movie to watch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's. I don't know if there's anything else we want to talk about in this movie. No, I think I think we basically action movies tend to go quicker. But yeah, this yeah. one actually had a little more than some of the other ones because you know I think you and I were both kind of on the same page with this flick. Is like, you know. I'm actually really amazed that it has negative reviews. From, right. I, I, I was I was shocked when I saw that. Yeah, especially like audience level. Like, uh, yeah, critics. I don't give a fuck about critics. Are fucking stupid. We right. suck. <laughs> um, yeah, we're the only good critics. We're the only good. You, if you're gonna take one critic or two critics' advice, yeah, you should, you know, it's ours. Yeah, listen to this podcast. <laughs> and take our advice. But yeah, the I think the audience, uh, for the most part when it comes to stuff like this tends to be a little bit more on the button, but I'm really surprised that they didn't get the same level uh, that, that we're giving it. Cause yeah. I think it's a really good flick. Uh, and I definitely think it's worth watching. I agree. hundred percent. It's just a really, just a really good movie. But uh, yeah, I think that's, that's everything I got to say about it. For yeah. Oh, shit. Um, but uh, yeah, this is another episode of sequel is this yeah. um, next week. Uh, we're going to, you know, Try to like expunge the memory of what we did see today. Oh God! Uh, hopefully, no, and then and then what? Then then talk about Godfather Part Two. Yeah, I don't know if I can really like see Francis Ford Coppola the same way again, or Marlon Brando for that matter. Yeah, I've seen his banana while he's throwing bananas. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, oh my god <laughs> so weird so weird uh um, so it really was very weird it was it was god. gross should um, i should i go back to coppola's mansion and try and steal the other reel maybe i got the wrong reel you know I definitely what? got the wrong you definitely reel. got the wrong reel for sure um i don't know if you have to go that far though i okay. appreciate the extra effort you went for this show you sure i'll suck another dick and break it i know you will i know you will suck another dick <laughs> that that much i do know um but what I also know is if we don't watch The Godfather Part 2 next week, uh, after that, uh, we're going to talk about Too Fast. Too Furious. Too Fast. <laughs> too Fast. Too Furious. Uh, which is, you know, one of the worst titles ever. Yeah, it's uh, so bad. And, uh, yeah, like, I, I love the too Fast and Furious movies. Featuring the uh, the ludicrous track that dropped along with it. Oh, hell yeah. 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 Uh, this, uh, I'm, this... I'm genuinely excited for this one. So you've seen it already, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I yeah. saw it in the theater, yeah. Oh, man. It's... In a packed movie theater. Remember I... those? <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about this. I think it's a good, bad movie. I agree. I wholeheartedly It's very agree. entertaining, but we'll yeah. definitely talk about it. Uh, but, yeah, so, you know, we'll, we'll talk about Godfather Part 2 next week. After that, we'll talk about Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah. Um, and then we'll we'll be getting close to Spooptober. Yes. I think uh, I want to. I want. I want to do. I want to do all horror movies in Spooktober. Yeah, we got to do some spooky horror movies. I want to do that for for October. That'll be fun. Uh, but until then, uh, this has been another episode of Sequelize This. Uh, I've been Dan. I've been Chris. This has been Sequelize This. I just said that twice. <laughs> I realized that as I was saying uh, it. Uh, I hope you all have a very good week. I yeah. love every single one of you, except for you, Geraldo. Yeah, fuck you, Geraldo. <laughs> <laughs>